Hey, this is Andrew Rannells, and you are listening to Five Questions with Dan Chabelle. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Chabell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is Broadway star and author Andrew Rannells. Andrew is best known for originating the role of Elder Kevin Price in the 2011 Broadway musical The Book of Mormon. He's also appeared in shows like HBO's Girls and NBC's The New Normal. We talk about his new book, Uncle of the Year, as well as his life experiences and advice during this episode. Andrew, welcome to Five Questions. Hey, thanks for having me. What were your biggest challenges growing up? I was sort of my biggest challenge, I'll be honest. I got in my own way quite a bit. And uh, it took me a while to figure out to like, you know, to not try to catch up to other people or compete with other people. I spent a lot of time, especially as a youngster, being very jealous of what other people had, which does not serve you. It does not. It's sort of just a waste of time, ultimately. So I wish I had learned that lesson a little bit earlier just to compete with myself and not everyone around me. Well, especially in today's world where with social media, everyone's seeing the fancy car that they're, you know, someone else has in some other state or country or whatever, that individual might not even own that car or own that Mm -hmm. house or have that lifestyle. They might just be doing it to get views, likes, and comments. So it's almost like this whole perception of, uh, you know, uh, comparing yourself to others has had a new meeting. It's gotten worse and it's much easier to fall into that trap. 100%. And I I mean, I feel fortunate that we did not have social media when I was a kid. It was hard enough without that. So I certainly feel for young folks today where comparing yourself and comparison shopping for what your life should look like is a real problem. Speaking of these problems, why did you decide to tackle the most foundational question of growing up in your new book, Uncle of the Year. In my first book, Too Much Is Not Enough, I sort of talked a lot about my childhood and a lot about my early days in New York and sort of getting my career started. And this next book is 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 about sort of my sort of struggle with an understanding of like what it means to be an adult. And I kept sort of thinking it was going to start with a certain job or a certain relationship or, you know, a certain apartment. And I was sort of collecting these things, but still never really felt like... I was getting anywhere that I had like reached the finish line. I kind of kept moving the line or the line kept moving for me. So that's sort of where my writing had sort of taken me after that first book with the, the more that I sort of just, cause I always, I start just by writing for myself just to sort of see what kind of shape things will go and what kind of things I'm thinking about and what seems relevant in that moment. And that's where it sort of led me is sort of trying to figure out like, am I an adult? And obviously at 44, I'm an adult. This is it. So I had to get on board with that. I felt like my personal markers of time did not really reflect a lot of people around me. Certainly not, you know, the rest of my family in terms of, you know, getting married and having kids. And my job is it's, you know, it's not like one long-term job. It's like, it's several jobs throughout the year that sort of make up my career. So it was hard to sort of pinpoint one moment to be like, and I've made it just because it sort of keeps going. It just keeps going. Now a word from our sponsor. Having trouble hiring, retaining, and developing your workforce? iSolved is here to help. iSolved People Cloud is a comprehensive human capital management solution that helps you employ, enable, and empower your workforce throughout the entire employment lifecycle. From attracting and recruiting, to onboarding and compliance, from payroll and benefits to time and labor management, and from talent management to predictive people analytics. 
Transform your employee experience for a better today and a better tomorrow with iSolved. For more information, go to iSolvedHCM.com. Why do you think people have this tendency to try and please others and to be recognized for their work? I mean, I think everybody wants to be good at what they've chosen to do, right? Or really be good at anything that they're currently doing. So I think that there's always a, at least for me, there's a need to to excel at whatever it is. If it's, you know, if it's acting, great. If it's writing, great. If it's singing, yes, I want to be very good at that. If it's driving, I want to be the best driver in Los Angeles. I want to be the best packer of my suitcase when I travel. I want to be the most organized. I want to, so I always sort of, you know, you, you can't help but sort of compare yourself to other things that you see around you. But yeah, I think that, you know, certainly for me, I feel like it's human nature to to want to succeed in anything that you try to do. It doesn't feel good to sort of not reach the bar. Although sometimes I feel like the bar that I set is so much higher than it needs to be. And it is like, as you said, like sometimes it's, I mean, not sometimes, it's always very important to, you know, sort of celebrate even small wins or things that seem to be small or just anything that sort of keeps you motivated and going. I think it's important to take that time to to celebrate those wins. And I wonder too, it's like, if you set the bar that high and you don't fully reach it. So like, let's say the bar is at a 10 and you get to an eight, that might not be so bad either because the 10 no. almost pushed you to get to the eight. Exactly. you got to keep trying, right? Keep uh, keep another goal in, in, in mind. Absolutely. And what role do your children play in your life and how have they impacted you? Well, I personally don't have children, but my boyfriend has two kids. He has um, 10-year-old twins, and I have 10 nieces and nephews that, you know, when there are kids around, it's a very easy sort of marker of time and a very clear sort of visual of the passing of time, of school years and, and milestones of, you know, when they're walking, when they're talking, what grade they're in, what, you know, what sort of activities they're doing. And I didn't have you know, I had it with my nieces and nephews. Um, when I started dating uh, my boyfriend, Tuck Watkins, he, you know, that was the first time I had ever dated anyone with children. And it became, you know, very clear that, that there's a whole different timeline when it comes to, to having children. So, I mean, that's sort of where the title, that is where the title of, you know, uncle of the year and other debatable triumphs. Yeah. <laughs> and I did, I did want to succeed at being like, you know, when my siblings started having kids, I wanted to be the cool uncle. And I wanted to, you know, I, I don't, they are all in Omaha, Nebraska. I live in New York city. I have for their, all of their lives. So I wasn't around a lot. And I felt a lot of pressure when I would come to visit to like show up and be the super fun uncle or when they would come to New York to make sure it was like overcompensating. And I learned, you know, with kids, like, especially with my nieces and nephews, like when they would come to visit New York, like they weren't on my schedule, they weren't on my timeline. So it's a lot of adapting to, well, what do they want to do and what's interesting to them? And not everything, you know, that I thought was, you know, that I thought was cool as a kid, you know, if I was visiting an uncle who was like working on Broadway, I would have lost my mind at that time. It's not all of their things. Like, I don't think we, I have an actor in the bunch of my 10 nieces and nephews. So like the thing that I thought was like the most cool didn't really hold a lot of weight with all of those kids. So I had to sort of adjust what are they interested in and what do they want to do? And ultimately I found they just, you know, when they come to visit, they want to hang out with Uncle Andy. They're not concerned about what I'm doing at night eight times a week. They wanted to spend time with me. So it was a big, was an adjustment over the years to figure out like, how does one entertain children in Manhattan? 
And what's your best piece of career advice? My best piece of career advice, sort of what I said. I mean, I think keep your eyes on your own paper. I think that, you know, comparing yourself to other people and what other people have never worked well for me. And it wasn't until I really sort of accepted that I can only do what I do. And I have a skill set that, yes, it, you know, it can grow and it can change, but it also, um, a lot of it is just sort of, personality based and what I bring to the table. And it's not right for every role and it's not right for every project. So when I finally sort of accepted that, like around 30, um, and I realized I can only do what I do and, you know, I'm not going to get every job. I'm not going to win every award. It's, you know, I just sort of had to come to terms with that. I can only do my best, my personal best and focus on that rather than looking at what everyone else has around me and wishing I want to be there. I want to be, you know, a certain amount of that is healthy. You know, it keeps you ambitious and it keeps you working and it keeps you, but if you do it too much, it just, it can really stunt you and, and sort of suck you down. So that that's something that I still struggle with, but certainly gotten a lot easier over the years. So I would say, especially if you're pursuing a career in the arts, but really any career, like just you do your best and focus on that and don't worry about what everyone else is doing around you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Andrew. To follow his journey, you can read Uncle of the Year and find him on Instagram where he shares his appearances, family, travels, and performances. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan Shaw Bell. And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes.